Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good in this world. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the studio is Satin Reid. How are you doing, Satin? Very well, thank you. Satin is the MD of Mediacom, having previously been a group client partner at CARA, working across the UK and international That's business. a while ago now, CARA, wasn't it? How two long? Two and a half two and years. It was like about two and a half minutes. I mean, it's it? gone so quickly. <laughs> Um, oh no, it's gone so fe- really feels, feels feels like a long time to me actually. Feels like which I would say is good. It feels like you've been here, you know, for ages. I feel um, like part of the furniture in the best possible in way. In the best possible <laughs> way. Good furniture. <laughs> <laughs> um you've uh, recently been promoted to overall MD of the company. So now that you're um overall managing director, what do you actually do, Satin, and um what did last week look like? So what I love about my job is that it involves everything. So, uh, you know, MD can mean lots of different things, can't it, depending on where you are. <clears throat> and uh, uh, the, the thing about this company, the scale of it, what we do, the scale of the business, the types of clients, is that I've got my fingers in all the pies, which is what I really like, because I just like to be involved in everything. So so last week was an interesting week. I had I started the week with a WPP UK leaders breakfast, which was brilliant, you know, really good opportunity to see what's going on in the group as we you know, get closer to the group, I think probably more than we ever have been. S- interesting start, really good broad perspective of what's going on. And then the rest of the week was you know, a whole mix of stuff really. So meetings with media owners, so meeting with Google to understand how we work better with them. Client meetings, uh, introduced a, a very senior client from one of our, our client businesses to some of our digital team because they want to expand their, their remit with us, which is really great. We did a bit of media planning last week, didn't we? With we did, one of our clients, did, yep. got our hands back into my dear generation. Um, you know, conversations, meeting the C- CFO to work out what's happening with our numbers. Everything, you know, everything and anything really, and, and I just love that about it. And I suppose the, the challenges as an MD is really m- making sure that out of all the millions of things that you do have to do, mm. that you are focusing on the things that are going to drive the best and biggest return on, on your time, really. Um, and uh, I. You know, my my focus really is that everything that we do as an organisation ladders up to clients, mm. to making sure that we're servicing them, that we're growing their business, mm. which is something we talk about a lot here at MediaCom. Um, and that's the ultimate goal for everything we do, be that people, be that products, be that the the agency as at large, the environment is making sure that it all leads up to that one thing. And I suppose the other thing I think is really exciting about being an MD and being an MD specifically in this industry is for me about progress. So mm. what I what I love is moving stuff on, is mm. is making things better and moving stuff on. And I don't think you can be I don't think you'd be any sort of leadership in the media industry if you don't love that stuff. Yeah. Because And you can do that fast in this role. You right? can you do can it th- that's a really good point actually. Is when you start to take control over more yeah. stuff, you can change stuff quicker. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's been a there's sometimes a, a conception that because Mediacom is so big that we're like a super tanker and therefore it's slow to change. That's not. No, I, I mean, tell the listeners. We have changed. <laughs> we have changed an awful lot of stuff over the last couple of years, actually. Yeah. And I think I, we t- we talk about our scale. We're almost apologetic about our scale. Mm-hmm. And I think our scale gives us a huge amount of opportunity to be adaptable because we have people and capability and desire to change things so we can do it and I think sometimes if you're in a smaller company it's quite hard to do that actually because you've got limited resources so I think we're brilliant at that and doing more of it we probably don't talk about it as much as we should actually much nippier than yeah yeah yeah, absolutely 
you've almost started to talk about this. So, um, was it always the plan to move into a more managerial leadership type role and away from the plan, pure planning and strategy that you used to do? No, definitely wasn't the plan actually. I'm not sure I'm a big planner hmm. in terms of my career. <laughs> I'm a very big planner, I love planning. But I always loved that, that core of what we do and I still do and I still find myself dipping in and out of it as we did last week. Um, I can't help myself actually. But I think that's good because that's the ultimate, that's the product, right? That's what we do. Yeah. So I think it, to have to have no interest in that would be a, a real concern. You can't have general lead, leaders, I think, uh, in this I business. Agree. You have to be involved and interested in the craft of what we do. <clears throat> but no, it wasn't what I was thinking. I was at a funny time because I was at in my previous agency and I was, I think I'd just come back from maternity leave and I was working for Tracy DeGroose at the time. Um, and she, there was a, a role going, someone was moving off and there was an, a, a sort of gap running one of our very, very big clients, a very important client. And she said to me, I'd really like you to oversee this piece of business for, for a while until we find the right person, but you'll, you'll be right because you're strategic and it's a very strategic client, can you look after it? And, uh, and I thought, oh God, you know, that's not really, I hadn't thought about that at all, but I did it because it was a client that I was already working, I was already involved in. And I have to say that I ended up, it was on maternity, but I ended up getting pregnant again. And there was sort of so eighth month period when I was doing this job and I absolutely loved it. And I think what I hadn't clocked was how much I like being in charge of stuff. Power. <laughs> you know, it's really, and not in a power way, but in a, like you say, in a control, yeah, the ability yeah, to make change yeah, way, yeah, actually. Yeah. It was different, it's not necessarily power. Yeah, so not just you can make stuff writing a strategy. Happen. But you, but exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, as a strategist, you come in and out at the right bits, yeah. but you don't have that perspective mm. and that oversight mm. and I think I just really I really enjoyed that um, and then I went off to have a second baby and I came back and then the question was always well, what do you want to do next which way which yeah, way do you want to go yeah because yeah, you've now proved you can do this mm. and mm. why don't you why don't you think about what we do and actually in the back of my ha my mind I think I always sensed that I wouldn't be the be the best strategist in the world so I was a decent strategist but I would never be a Sue or a Stevie or a, you know Matt me I, I just I didn't think I'd, I'd there's only one Stevie do, <laughs> it's only one of all of you <laughs> um, so the, it, it felt like the really right thing to do so I did it and I took on and it sort of grew so I had one account and then I had a group of accounts and then I had European accounts mm. and then it just grew and grew and I just realised the more I oversaw the more exciting it got for me so you're now two years into management and leadership at Mediacom. Do you think that um, have you ch have you have you have you changed what you wanted to get out of the role? So not the yeah. changes you've made, but have you changed your mind about how satisfying the role is and, and what the role does for you? Uh, I think what what I mean to start I suppose with what, is I, it what, what you expected. Yeah, what, what I wanted to start with was just to. to to not get the sack you know because it was a big role it was a big leap for me and it was a big role you know we're a very doing a, a big yeah. business but doing a new uh, doing an md role in the biggest agency in london mm. was massively intimidating you know i felt a lot of burden especially coming into mediacom where everybody had been so bloody successful at doing amazing things for the agency i mean you look at every they're all still here right mm. so that for starters they're all doing other things in the agency so i felt a huge burden of responsibility coming into that mm. that role and uh honestly just getting through the first year and and, and doing some stuff was just uh, i was delighted um but as i've moved on and i've come to understand the business 
and the potential in this business. Mm. I mean, it's it's an amazing business anyway, mm. but there's so much more to do. I think we're one of the luckiest agencies, you know, one of the brilliant, you know, in luck from position, what the position we're in, because we have such a, a brilliant set of clients, such a brilliant set mm. of people. And I think that's going to stand us in really good stead. We can lead. And we can lead, yeah. And I think we should be leading more, actually. We should yeah. be more vocal about what we do, as we, as we just talked about. Mm. Um, but have I changed what I want to do? No, because what I came in to do and what I think Josh recruited me to do was to make change and mm. to move things on. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like doing anyway. And any job I'm in, is what, that's what I want to be doing, is just making things better all the time moving the business on so hopefully that's what I can carry on doing and again you've almost touched on it but what do we need to do to take us as Medicom to even greater heights um, so we talk a lot about systems planning in this agency and the system just gets bigger and yeah. more complex Doesn't right uh, yeah. and you know and that's great for us mm. what that means for us is that we have to get better and 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 more capable at all of those component parts of the, of that system right so from e-commerce to crm to you know in-store whatever those things are mm. as our system grows mm. our capability needs to grow now some of that we can do internally and we've we're doing a lot of that anyway you know data will sit at the heart of that mm. system there's nobody sitting in this seat at the moment that's not talking about how we get better at that data but i genuinely believe that what clients are asking for is help to connect all those things better. Yeah. And that is in our philosophy and in our DNA. Mm. Because you can have 20 agencies sitting around the table telling you how all those things work individually, mm. but you're missing a massive trick unless you're working out how those things work together. So I think being the real you know, owners of that system, understanding how we can leverage those, those component parts and make them work together is just absolutely critical. And I think that's where we'll grow. I think the other bit of it, and I touched on this at the beginning, is how we understand what capability and skills that we have in the agency and, and when to ask the question, when do we get that from outside? And mm. what has opened up is this amazing treasure trove of WPP mm. for us mm. much more. Mm. And you know, we'll make some smart decisions as a business who we partner mm. with within that network to elevate us mm. and, and show benefit to clients to working within you know, agencies and, and teams within WPP and we'll show them why it's better for mm. two or three of those agencies to join up rather than broader agencies that may not necessarily, you know, yeah. have a common language and work together. And if you're if you're sitting out there as a listener and you're in a team, in mm -hmm. a department, not in the generalist role, what, what would you advise for somebody that's uh, currently in a specialist team? Yeah. Should they be thinking, should they focus on the knitting or should they be thinking about the overall system and what they're Wrong, uh, I mean, I, we, we, we talk about Mediacom as a place to grow and what we mean by growth is that everybody should want to look outside their special, their, their, little, their little garden and they should yeah. want to understand what's going on around them. I, I, don't, I don't think that we've got people that don't want to do that in this agency and if they are, I think they probably it wouldn't be right for them because we want people to, you know, especially when you're in a big agency, if people don't naturally want to connect with each other, you've got a massive problem you've got a really big problem so my advice to anybody in the industry actually is get brilliant at what you do and then make sure you understand what everyone else does and be interested in that and be curious about how you connect up with that so what's next 
as well, as, as, I'm sorry, I don't really plan. I don't really. I'm not really a five years ahead kind of a girl. You know, I know some people are. It's <laughs> just trying to get through the next twenty six meetings I've got today would be a start. Um, I honestly, I don't plan um, what my next move will be. I, I, I don't think I ever have done actually. Um, I've been very lucky that there's always been something that really excites me mm. that's turned my head. I'm sure it's not just luck. It's not. <laughs> um, it's really hard to think about life outside of media com at the moment. I just, yeah. it's just, I just, you know, I, honestly, I ask the question, where else would you go? I, it's really, I, I genuinely don't think there's an that's agency in town. It's just, <laughs> no. just not though. There's nowhere else that I would go. Um, but no, I don't. I don't have. Honestly, if I had a plan, I would tell so you about it's the plan. Actually, your plan is continuing. To it's grow progress. And and, yeah. yeah, and and I will know the minute. Yeah, it comes up. It comes up. I will know the minute when I feel like either my job is done here, mm. and it will be because I can't move things forward anymore, or I am not learning anymore, mm. and um, I won't. You know, I don't know what's next, but I will know at that point that that was happening. And that will next. happen and the next thing will be something that really stretches me again you know I think you need to be a bit scared about the thing that you do next and uh, it needs to feel like it stretches you right on to the uh, regular questions that we ask all our guests and do you have a favourite line from a poem a song or a book or a movie or yeah, a movie we had yeah I t- so my problem is I've got a terrible bloody memory so I, d- I never remember anything so I, re- I was really dis- I was thinking about this so much last night and I was literally um I also didn't want to do a song because I thought you might make me sing it and I've got an absolutely... Ta- I know, I know you have. That's why I'm not singing. I have got, I have got a song. I've got a um, so the books that I do remember are the ones that I read to my kids because you read them t- like 150 times, don't you? And uh, I don't know if you've heard, there's an a, a author called Andrea Beattie and she writes books about young kids about kids that basically pursue their dreams right and it's beautifully illustrated beautifully written and it it resonates with me because I suppose it's a little bit of my philosophy and something that I would like to hand on to my kids so the 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 story is called Rosie Revere Engineer and it's about a little girl that is an engineer have you read these books if you don't buy them for your daughter because she you would you will love them there's one called Iggy Peck Architect they're just amazing (laughs) and uh and so she's She's an engineer, she wants to build stuff, and she was trying to build this Helio cheese copter and all the bits, and she did it, and then her aunt was as, was laughing at her, and she got very upset because she thought she was laughing at her you know, mm. attempt, but she was actually really proud of her. And the aunt says, life, um, or sh- the aunt says, no, it's, you, don't, you did brilliantly. And the line, which is lovely, she says, life might have its failures, but this is not it. The only true failure can come if you quit. Oh. And it's just a really nice sort of thing about... Yeah. I think determination and keep going and with kids especially Mm. keeping them going keeping them motivated because you know that that will you know come to fruition it's quite hard but it's it's such an important it is it really is yeah fall down and get back up again it is um if you were a genie what five commonly available (coughs) objects would i have to put in a magic circle to summon you please so i'm going to start with a tottenham shirt that's not just because asd is here (laughs) um so i was i've been a tottenham supporter for a very long time now i used to um i used to be a season ticket holder I'm, I, then I stopped being a season ticket holder because I had kids and it was a bit tricky, yeah. although you manage it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So my Tottenham shirt, I've re- I mean, over the last couple of years, it's been really nice because I've been getting back into it yeah. big time and with my kids. And, and the, so the boys are. The boys are. There's been a bit of a power struggle with my husband, yeah. who's a Southampton fan. It was. It's been going either way. Yeah. It's now back into Tottenham. Yeah. We're good. We've got the full kit, memberships. Right. We're signed up. I suppose up. you've got the locale. Local, yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's very good. Yeah. Do you have a specific Spurs shirt, like an era-defining one for I've you? Got to, no, I've, I've, got to, I've got a couple of years, ago, actually, the blue and gold away kit from a couple of seasons ago. But I love the new one, the kind of graduate... The, sorry, yeah, last year's... Oh, yeah, I love that. I've done, oh, really? I don't know. Wait, do you not like it? No, I, I don't down. know where they're going to go so, from that. So I really like it. Yeah, yeah, last year's shirt. A beautiful martini glass. I really love cocktails. I love collecting alcohol alcohol bottles of alcohol and glasses and I've got a cocktail cabinet and, and obviously I love drinking them but martini glasses are also very difficult to store right yes. that's, that's the interesting the thing about cabinet. that so you need to no no because I, I group that shape that kind yes. of open shape yeah, yeah. is a lovely shape to it drink is. a cocktail bottle. can't stick it in a normal cupboard um, very easily well we'll have to go for marti- my We're best martini in London ju- oh, well I love a ginger martini actually right. and they're not always on menu so you have to ask for them yeah, yeah. but yeah, where yeah. would you what, what would you say I've, I've got a uh, I've I, got two places that I think do the best kind of vodka martini dirty vodka martinis in London so one of my favourite is Zessa Townhouse right. have you been there no. in Clarkenwell no. which is lovely really nice just along there very sort of old worldy so really unusual flavours actually right. yeah so well, I'd go a, there that's for a, a cocktail that's a, that's a, well, well, it's, well, it's a date that's it's a date, date. <laughs> that's a date <laughs> you and my, I, I was the Sanderson Sanderson my, I, I know it's classic yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do love a dirty martini you like a, a, a three a, olives dirty yeah. martini yeah so we'll do that we'll go on a martini tour. the glasses that's that's because cool. they're just stunning and, and bottles yeah. are stunning you know yeah. like lovely uh, spirit bottles are really beautiful actually so yeah that um a, a sort of uh, you know that you get the delivery slips when you when you're always out and oh, you yeah, get yeah. parcels yeah. i'm a i'm a bit of an obsessive shopper clothes right. shopper online shopper and i'm never home so, so you know they, they collect about 10 it's a pile about 10 of them that, that will call you okay that's a first it is it yeah there's always those my husband's just like what the hell have you been buying now um running shoes although unfortunately my running shoes are semi-retired because i've got a, a knee injury you're, you're walking much better you're much more it's, it's, I'm, getting you know, I'm getting there when I get back on the in the running shoes I will be a lot better any brand so. I mean oh god I've got a um, what's the brand that I've got yeah. no, no, well, no actually I buy all my all my trainers are Adidas but I have to have these I've got a funny uh, overpronating oh, so, so I have to have, the, have to have these really horrible thick ones oh. and the names escape me at the moment oh, but even they're not something you want to buy definitely Adidas yeah I've got a lovely new pair of Adidas recently actually and I said I I am such a Londoner I love being in London I love what everything in London has to offer so I've talked I've put Oyster card which I know I don't never use my Oyster card at the moment. I use my phone right yeah. but that symbolises for me the, the yeah. ability to you know I live in I live in Highbury you know just to yeah. get on the tube and just be somewhere amazing in five minutes yeah. is a, a joy what even a joy. after 20 yeah. Yeah. five years or however long it's been of living in London still gets me really excited mm. you know Brilliant. so assuming uh, all living things in your house are safe and they're out. What three objects would you save from your house in a disaster? So my my rings, 
my um, wedding ring and engagement ring and my eternity ring. I would definitely take. No, they're on your hands. They're so oh, they're not in your house. Oh, okay. Well, they say so they no, they sit Unless next to me. I do every night. I take oh, them fun. off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sentimental value, but then if everything burns down, I could always flog them and buy some yeah, other stuff. True, so yeah, there's a yeah. sort of dual yeah. benefit there. Um, my kids' favourite teddies. Dexter and Lion, they're going to count as one, Dexter but and Dexter and Lion. And, I, and my diaries, actually. So I used to keep a diary between the age of about 11 and, and 20. Oh, wow. And yeah, I mean, every day in great, in my life in great description. And it's uh, fascinating and cringeworthy yeah. in equal measure. But I think that kind of captures a thing that you we just used to can't. Have for, for our um, stand-up nights, we yeah. used to have a My I've Teenage Diary. Did you? I read, I read my yeah. diary. Did you? Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if my guy, people would guy, laugh guy, or cry at mine. Guy normally organises it. So shout out for Guy if you're out there. Satin, Satin is your woman. <laughs> Set you up for that. Never. I mean, that. I have to say, I remember Josh saying that you need to do that comedy night. And yeah. I said to him, I would rather gouge my eye out with a blunt spoon <laughs> than do that. I said, I'll do anything else you ask me but that. Um, yeah, so those three things, I think. Okay, um, we're now going to give you the power to change the industry in one way right now. Click mm -hmm. of click of fingers, what would you do? Stop jumping on the bandwagon. I, ha I get very, very frustrated in this industry. We love the bandwagon. Oh, my God. And I've lived through a lot of bandwagons yes, now, right? Yes. And I know that there are some fundamental things <laughs> that, that, that work and that make us yeah. work. And there's a, there's a lot of people that want to be famous and there's a lot of jump bandwagons to jump yeah. on yeah. and it creates a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary work, you know, and, 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 wasted and, and wasted money. And it makes me really cross, actually, because I think there are a lot of amazing brands that are, are not being well looked after because of bandwagon jumping. If we were to give you a billboard anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Um, can I have two answers to this? One really. is no, okay. I'm <laughs> All right. You want to try us? Well, uh, <laughs> it's my anniversary next week, so I was oh. going to do okay. real right. cheap children. <laughs> 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 well, well, this, this, this is a good one. It's that I've always. No, well, my husband. Uh, wouldn't, I think it would be quite funny to put a full-size picture of my husband on it. <laughs> I wouldn't put my fat, I want my own face, I couldn't stand on a 48 sheet, but I'd put his face on there. But no, what I would put, uh, from an agency point of view, um, we had a whole week celebrating Pride last week, and it, and it really moved me in lots of ways. Mm. And, and we had a, a float at Pride, and it mm. had an amazing unicorn on it. And I think I would just put an image of that to celebrate what we did with Pride and, and just be very loud about how proud we are to be, you know, that kind of business that is not only diverse, but importantly, very inclusive as well. Okay, now, questions? Satin, to finish, us, question? to finish us off, uh, could you please choose one of these <coughs> questions from the School of Life Toolkit for Careers? Read it out and then answer it. Ideally, I do it all myself. I only bring other people in as a last resort. I like seeing all the different perspectives other people bring to a problem. Which statement do you more immediately identify with? Two? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> number two. Absolutely number two. Yeah. I mean, absolutely Repeat number two. Number two I like seeing all <laughs> yeah, the different perspectives yeah. other people bring to a problem. That's no, no brainer, right? Yeah. Who wants to do everything on their own? How tedious. Saturn, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you.